0: Explosion from Death Clock, and uh, I just wanted to tell you guys about an event coming up in here pretty soon Ma- March 23rd. Fun for Funs is a Journey in Comics Network event. Ooh!
1: Santa Claus's Comedians, names Patrick's Mercies. It's the live stand-ups, guys, that will be there at the North End pubs on March
0: 23rd. Dr. Rexo, the wreck and Rogue. Journey into comics, journey into into comics, journey into comics, journey into comics, network, 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 Network. Network. production, production. We're gonna fuck the sodomites in the Heritage. heritage!
1: Hi everybody! Welcome to podcast free episode eighty one. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Matt.
0: You're the host today. I'm the host today. You're the host. I'm today. the host
1: today. My name is Matt. Uh, this is my co-host Tyler. We hey. are sitting in Tyler's living room because Blaine is whining. I guess I don't know something about any time off. You guys don't need to have time off. Well, sorry, Blaine, we're busy, and, but, and we
0: have health problems. Yeah. Both of our brains are fucked up. Yeah, real bad, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me in, Coach. My brain can't take it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what's been going down for me. And me. Normally, I'm in a, I'm in a dapper suit. Tyler pointed that out today. He was like, yo, where's your dapper suit?
0: I totally 100% expected you to walk in here in that dapper-ass suit. Yeah,
1: I haven't been in a dapper-ass suit for probably about a month now because I haven't been able to work because of epilepsy. That's been my issue.
0: I didn't know that you'd been off work.
1: Yeah, I've uh, pretty much every day I wake up with signs I'm gonna have a seizure, and my job requires me to drive around and uh, try to sell people stuff. Right. Well, I probably shouldn't be driving if I'm probably gonna have a seizure. <laughs> so I end up just normally chilling at it, my house. It's like either asleep or uh, going, man. I wish I could sleep.
0: <laughs> it's like that uh the Asian lady from family Guy driving down the interstate. <laughs> Good luck, everybody.
1: yeah, pretty much
0: except epileptic
1: yeah that's uh so that's what's been going down with me. That's why I've missed the past uh few episodes too. I've just not been feeling up up to it uh today. I was having a bit of issues, so I didn't go to work again today. Uh, slept feeling a little bit better in the afternoon. So, does the good there.
0: we can turn a little bit this way too, so we don't have to keep side eyeing each other. We'll just get it. We'll what just get I, it. I like that. Side well, that. That's fine. <laughs> we'll get it. Well, now I'm out of frame. God damn it! I don't have the setup like Blaine's got. The yeah. pod cave, the fucking heritage fortress, the 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 sex dungeon that we have is a podcast studio. As much as studio. it looks
1: dirty. It's set up pretty decent, yeah. down there right now. So it
0: slightly smells like cat pee and semen. I don't know why. <laughs> we don't know why the latter. <laughs> yeah, I mean the, the cat pee we can establish, but the semen I don't know because I've never witnessed semen out and about. But uh, makes one of us. <laughs> does um, I mean, do you take medication?
1: Yeah, I'm on medication. I actually uh, so I've been trying out CBD oil.
0: I've heard a lot of uh, success stories from people who are epileptic taking it regularly. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a little bit higher dose than, than you can just cruise over to your CBD shop and grab it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it seems to kind of help, but not too much. However, so, everybody always talks about, like, medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. My friend, and I don't know if this is the same thing or not, so I was over at my cousin's house. He's in Illinois, um, and... We had a buddy there, too, and he had the like, vape pen concentrated THC.
0: Okay. So he had the good, good. Yeah. He had the was, good shit. It
1: was like a 93% concentrate. So I I took one hit of that with him, and I'm not shitting you. That shit sent me into a seizure. See,
0: now, and that's funny that you say that because when I was in high school, um, I had a friend who was type 1 diabetic, and one one night we were getting stoned, and and I hadn't been friends with him very long. My buddy Andy, who may or may not jump in the chat later, he had experienced this with Connor before, and I I had never seen it. But you know, Connor being a type one diabetic, uh, you know, we're we're fucking smoking this blunt as fast as we can, and all at once it just sends him into a seizure. Mm-hmm. The THC fucked with his diabetes and made him have a grand mal seizure. For no fucking reason.
1: Yeah, so, like, that's, those are the kind of seizures I have as I have grandmas. And now, when I say I had it, like, it sent me into a seizure. I didn't have one, actually. Mm-hmm. So what had happened was, like, everything in my head felt like I was about to have one. So we were sitting on the couch, and we were playing Halo, old school, Halo 3. And...
0: The worst of the Halos.
1: I put my head back... We'll agree to disagree there, <laughs> <Yeah>, man. <laughs> I wanted to
0: see if you picked up on it. So, so you so you kicked back. Yeah, I put my you, head you felt back. It.
1: And as soon as I put my head back, I went, Can't do that, because I'm gonna have a seizure if I do that. So and my friend looked at me and he goes, Hey, um, how you doing? And I was like, Honestly, I feel like I'm gonna have a seizure. I need you to pick me up and pretty much take me to the couch right now. So I laid on the couch for probably like an hour, maybe two, mm-hmm. just sitting there like shaking, and then I passed
0: out. I mean, because that's really the only thing that you can do after you've mm-hmm. had a seizure ride right, is go to sleep.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, I've tried to move everything out of the way because I was convinced I was having
0: one, mm-hmm.
1: and like I heard that you can talk yourself out of them and everything like that, and I'm just, I'm just basically just trying to like relax my head, like calm down, you know, but. Yeah, dude, like that that happened and I was like the rest of the time I was like no, I'm good. <laughs> Get that shit away from I, me.
0: I, no moss. Yeah. No moss. Like I'll just keep drinking. How
1: about that?
0: <laughs> I mean I mean you you know obviously a lot better than I do, especially because I'm not a I'm not a neurologist or a um neuroscientist. But from my understanding A seizure of any sort, as far as your brain, is just all the fireworks going off at one time.
1: Yep. So you have either, essentially, they'll start in one part of your brain or all All of it at once. But they have to determine that based off an EEG where you have a seizure during the EEG pretty much. And I've never had a seizure during my EEG. However, next time I go to a neurologist, I'm going to be like, yo, listen, I know how we can figure this shit out.
0: <laughs> so they, they don't, I mean, because obviously they're not going to, they can't trigger a seizure while you're laying in the machine the for most liability. They, the most
1: they can, no, they can try. And I've, I've had them try. And what they did was, so I was on what's called a sleep deprivation EEG. Mm-hmm. So I don't go to bed until like 4 a.m., and then I wake up at 7. I go in. I lay in a chair with all the shit attached to the head. Mm-hmm. And then you sleep for probably like half hour. Then they wake you up and they just start flashing fucking lights at you. And, so they're
0: fucking hitting you in your brains at your weakest. Because you've yeah. had almost no REM sleep at all. Mm-hmm. If any.
1: Yeah. Um, because that, that was one of the main triggers that they said they believed was one of my things. was Sleep, sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation. Because um, I always had them at like land parties at like four o'clock or later. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm getting flashed with his lights at like seven forty five in the morning on like three hours of sleep. And they said they got little blips of like, hey, this is uh this is what you've kind of we saw, but Nothing major. So they can essentially try to send you into a seizure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, next time I go into a neurologist and be like, Yo, just give me one of those ones that you send with me home, I'll wear it and I'll just hit up my buddy and be like, Give me give me that stuff but, one more time.
0: But at the same time, I mean there's always a risk of permanent brain damage when you have a seizure, right?
1: Essentially, yeah,
0: could be because you can only you can only light the fireworks so many times before they don't light anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I understand it. I mean, that's a pretty morbid way to put it, but no, like, but that's the way that I understand it.
1: Yeah, that's how I understand it. Um, it's not terribly common though for people with epilepsy, um, but I mean i I don't underst i I don't quite understand all of it because mm-hmm. I try not to worry about it too much because I. As much as it does affect my life, I don't want it to be the only thing. You don't that... want it to control your exactly. life. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's that's really the issues I've been having um lately with the uh, with good old uh
0: uncle epilepsy. Uncle Epilepti? Uh, um, Epilepti, here. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Epilepti sounds like a child molester. <laughs> a, that sounds like a dude that you don't want to invite to your 4th of July party. Well, I don't want him at my 4th of July party, but he keeps keeps on touching my brain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get your fat ass Get
1: back here.
0: Get your fat ass back here. Oh, shit. Well, uh, I've also been dealing with some brain stuff, some, some chemical imbalances in my brain. I've got... Uh, I've got a college load as an adult, and I thought I was prepared for that, and I was not prepared for that at all. And I'm just about done. Um, it, it's, it's, it's making me struggle. And so I struggled with I've, – I've battled depression on and off my whole life. I've battled I've, – I've been aware that I have anxiety – like, when I was a kid, my aunt and I would go to the mall or, like, Target. And there were certain stores that every time I walked in the store, my I would instantly get hot and my body would get all itchy. And when I was a kid, I never knew what that was. And my family, whoever I was with at the time, would always just pass it off. Like, you don't want to go shopping. Yeah. So, you know, we would, we would walk into Target and I would instantly have, like not a panic attack but i would be heightened awareness you know super short fuse like you, that p- person fucking walked too close to me with with their cart and it fucking made me mad yeah like like immediately so um i didn't i didn't realize until i was pretty much I don't know. I think my first my my freshman year of college that that I actually had anxiety. And I never went and got madi- medication for it because I was kind of in denial about it. That you know, I've just I'm I'm a short fuse guy. I've got a really bad temper. Mm-hmm. People always said I had little man syndrome, you know, cuz I'm a fucking short guy. Yeah. And I had a bad attitude and shit like that. But now, now that I'm an adult and I have to deal with it even more than I did back then because I could just fucking play video games all night and not go to school or, you know, or I could hit people because I was an athlete. (laughs) Um, um, But I had a job where I had an extreme amount of sleep deprivation, which triggers my migraines. Yeah. So much like your seizures, I get fucking crippling migraines if I don't get enough sleep. Or if I get if I go an extended period of time without REM sleep, I will get a migraine that will put me down and I am fucking one hundred percent comatose. I am useless. Yeah. You might as well euthanize me because there's nothing left. Um but I did that for five years and my anxiety compounded my depression, which then in turn compounded my anxiety, which then in turn compounded my depression, and it just constantly revolves around and around and i got out of that job and i started to get sleep and it's like man i feel good yeah i have, my anxiety hasn't been as bad i haven't you know i haven't wanted to fucking hijack a fertilizer truck and go blow up a place <laughs> you know not yeah. not to hurt anyone else just strictly to to remove m- me from an equation yeah. you know um and here lately i've been so addicted to fucking apex and I've been so wrapped up. In, Love that game. <laughs> I've been so wrapped up in college, and and how busy I am. You know, it'll be. I mean, like our podcast day. I, I do, that's that's a relaxed day for me because I get to I get to detach from about three o'clock in the afternoon on. I get to detach from everything, and if I need to vent, I can vent. But uh, here lately, I'm not getting as much sleep. As I need to, because mm-hmm. I've been, you know, call. Uh, I'm at the tail end of my year, my first year of college, again, at almost 30 years old, and we're into the hardest material of the year, Yeah. with very, very little instruction, homework, it's all the, all the homework and stuff like that's online, so you're not learning anything from it, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's all fucking digital, so all of that has made me just not want to do anything other than detach from reality I'm, I'm and play you, Apex. I'm
1: glad you say that because, like, you know, everybody talks about, like, so my nephew, for he, anytime there's a snow day, they have what's called an e-learning day.
0: Oh, where they do online schooling. They do online I've course. heard of that com- becoming more and more and popular. It's, yeah,
1: more and more prevalent. And I remember for a brief time, I went to go to the University of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And after about three weeks of me trying it, I was like, I can't learn
0: any of the shit. Mm-mm. I mean, it, it's it's one thing if you can – you know, if, if I pulled up a YouTube video right now and um, um, I couldn't – see, my brain just shut off. That's, that's, that's one of my side effects of sleep deprivation. I'll be mid-sentence and then my brain just shuts off. <laughs>
1: So like if you pull up like a YouTube video, oh, okay. you could probably like find, a, find so, something to learn. So if I pulled up a
0: YouTube video right now of a college professor giving a lecture, I could sit down and watch the entire lecture, stay focused, pay attention, and I could probably learn something from it. Mm-hmm. But if I, because I tried the online schooling thing too when I went to college the first time, and <clears throat> I would sit down, I would be prepared to do whatever it was I was doing, and it would start. And then they would lose me right away, and that's almost the same as I had a chemistry professor that same year, and that's why I dropped out of college to begin with but uh she was from India mhm and this isn't discrimination against her, but she couldn't she couldn't hardly speak but three words of English, okay it's a chemistry, and this isn't chemistry one on one this it's like advanced chemistry, yeah. I tested into advanced chemistry. I'm sitting there prepared for a lecture on day two. Didn't understand a word she said. Yeah. We were there for three hours because the way that they structured that class, they blocked it. So you had, you were supposed to have lecture for an hour and a half, and then the the lab was in the classroom. So you basically just stood up from your seat and walked over to the lab. That was supposed to be for an hour and a half, so... Rather than break the class up to three days a week, you could have the class one day yeah. and get it done for the week. I couldn't understand a word she said. I In that first lab session, I, I walked to the front of the group and stood right next to her, and I could not understand a word she was saying. Uh, that's how how can you do, be an educator? Yeah, that's how they
1: do graduate courses also. Mm-hmm. They, have a, uh, they block them to one day per week, and it's a like, two-hour, 45, three-hour mm-hmm. session. And it's just, you know... Here's my issue with colleges. It's a very liberal college. So it's just people constantly just, we're going to throw ideas left and right instead of have the material seem to be taught. It's what people's discussion thoughts are of that material that is either assigned as reading or online. Right. Like research and it's like. Wait a minute. Your job is to kind of instruct me on mm-hmm. this, not yeah. me listen to everybody. My
0: tuition is paying this business to stay open, and your paycheck. Mm-hmm. You are here to educate me. Yeah, it's my it's my responsibility to learn. It's your responsibility to teach. Yeah, it's not my responsibility to teach myself.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's that's been my issue with online. And I like how you say that because everything seems to be moving more towards that, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, Me, on, I know for uh, from experience that I cannot learn from trying to find it online, whether it's a YouTube video or not. Like if it's short, like a short thing that's pretty simple, I can learn it. But if I'm, let's say I'm trying to get a cert- certification and we'll say computer networking, mm-hmm. I can find a YouTube video on all that stuff. Right.
0: But I'm not learning
1: it. Like, there's no practice experience with it, mm-hmm. like you like you would have in, like, a hands-on lab experience, or even a virtual lab. Right. And then you also don't have someone over your shoulder saying, hey, you fucked up there. Like, this is what you actually need to and do. And
0: that doesn't even necessarily have to be the instructor or the administrator. That can be you and I as lab partners. Mm-hmm. You put too much – while, you know, going back to the chemistry thing, you put in too much of one chemical – in our little fucking beaker setup, and you in a volcano mm. instead of Kool Aid, yeah, you know, and me saying, "What the fuck, dumbass!" Yeah, you did it wrong.
1: Exactly. There's there's less of that, and yeah, it's, I don't know if it's a quite a good thing or not. Uh,
0: my good buddy Clint Chase says, being a professor at Ivy Tech for three years now, half my class is YouTube. It's actually in my extra materials. I can tell you how crappy attending college is nowadays. And this is coming from someone who is a teacher mm-hmm. and takes a very different approach at teaching, but gives a shit. Yeah. So, like, here's this video, watch it. We're going to go through it and then we're going to do it. You're not just going to watch it. I'm going to get paid and you're going to go home. Yeah. You know? You and I have talked before on the show about our opinions on the modern education uh, modern education system and how pathetic it is, mm-hmm. and that's in my opinion, K through twelve and on. Yes, especially let's say um, nine through twelve and on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff here on Facebook lately where people are calling for the removal of Algebra 2 and having basically the the classes that they got in the 50s through the early 90s as adults. The, the life skills. The courses. life skills classes. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think we, we need to continue to be loud voices and educated voices on that because when I graduated high school, I still have a checkbook. I still write checks. I know how to write a check. Mm-hmm. When I graduated high school, I'm gonna say nine out of ten people that I talk to on a daily on a daily basis could not write a check. Yep. No, I agree. didn't know how to order checks. Didn't know how. I mean, it's pathetic. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying those people are pathetic, but it's pathetic that not only they didn't get that at home. Because I, I didn't have a choice. It was, here, boy, write this check for me because I'm driving. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn. Um, the, writing a check now and balancing a checkbook now are not necessarily relevant skills because they're not as prevalent. But opening up my bank statement and being able to basically balance my bank statement and organize it and say, hey, wait a minute, where'd this charge come There's from? A discrepancy. Yes, Noticing discrepancies, whether they're large or small, most people don't have that, you know, just right off the top of their head. And I had a problem with math. I've always had a problem with math. Um, I read a like neuroscience study, I don't know, like six or seven years ago now. So I don't know if any of these, any of this information is factual Um, because it, you know, facts can change. Mm -hmm. But, If you take our population and you split it in half, man, women, child, it doesn't matter. If you take our total population and you just divide it in half, 50% of the people, one side of their brain operates stronger than the other side, and that side is reading, reading comprehension, literature, uh, auditory skills, being able to speak, read, and write very well. The other half of the population is math-dominated. And that's, and the the, the way this uh, study was written up, it is cut and dry. You are either really really good at math, or you're really really good at English. Yeah. And and, and not just English, but literature and reading comprehension and stuff like that. And and it makes sense.
1: Your brain either thinks more uh, logically or creatively. Correct. Um, I come from an education background. That's, that's my bachelor's degree is educational studies. I had a lot of college graduate courses for that degree about um, multicultural uh, learning and then also um, multi – shit, what's it called now? I can't remember. It's been like four years. Either way, it's uh, different topics about you know things like music, reading, things like that. Okay. Uh, everybody's brain operates differently, can function those things better. Um, multimodal. That's what it's called. Multimodal learning and everything. So, um, whereas like people who aren't good, let's say learning via video are better at learning from a auditory thing. So someone mm-hmm. lecture, but also there's people that are bet just better at certain things, which is what you're saying that study, um, says and backs up. And I, have personal experience reading that kind of stuff too with my issue here with like things like math people you know they're constantly now they're pushing for people to do at least pre-calculus before they graduate Mm -hmm. i'm sorry
0: i think that trend started when i the year that i graduated high school
1: the year i the year after i graduated which was the year i graduated was when kids their senior year had to have at least Mm pre-cal me i never did i went up to algebra 2 and i was i said i'm not taking another math because I had no intention on doing anything that I needed that for. Right. Like, I don't understand the purpose of needing to know calculus and everything unless you are intending to do some kind of engineering or rocket science.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, and and I would be the first, uh, prior to my job that I have now, I would be the first to say, all of this abstract math is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not applicable. Um, you know, I've I've kind of I kind of stuck my foot in my mouth for years because a lot of the math that I'm doing right now, whether it's called well, all the math that I do <clears throat> in my college courses apply to what I do on a day-to-day basis. So if I'm gonna bend a piece of pipe, it's geometry, calculus, and fucking algebra two. Mm-hmm. It's all of it together, and I struggled with all of them. Yeah, because I'm not good at math. Um, but so I am I, I'm experiencing the well. You'll never use this math. I am using it, and I still don't think it's as important as we stress it. Yeah, because not everyone needs. Not everyone is going to be an architect. Exactly. Not everyone has to engineer. Um. Yeah, I mean that that, that not everyone has to engineer something.
1: Yeah, I um, mean to me, I think the most important courses that need to be emphasized right now are kind of like a like a workshop course for people to know how they can make any kind of repairs. Mm-hmm. An automotive repair course. Shop classes need to be like, shop classes emphasized need again. to be emphasized heavily. Because I'll be honest, I'm not a handyman at all. Like if my sink breaks tonight, the most I'm gonna do is just try to twist that pipe until it's tight again. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna shut my water main off and put a bucket underneath it and call my dad and be like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Right. So shop classes need to be emphasized more. And then home economics classes need to be Absolutely. emphasized. Absolutely. Like cooking and sewing and basic cleaning. Things. Think about
0: think about how many people our age that don't know how to do fucking laundry. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit. Up until my wife and I started living together, I didn't do laundry. I hadn't done laundry my whole life. Mm-hmm. Somebody has always done my laundry for me. Yeah, and now she does my laundry
1: for me. Yeah, that's how mine is too.
0: But I can do a load of laundry if she's not around. Exactly. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I will. <laughs> Let's, put that Let's, disc- uh, Let's put that disclaimer in there. Let me be clear. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm capable of doing it. She taught me how to do laundry. Yeah. It's not her responsibility to teach me how to do laundry, Mm-mm. it it starts at home. But um, let's let's just focus in on high school because I think this is the most relevant time period in relation to what we're discussing.
1: With with what we're yeah what you're what we're discussing right now, I think those are the most influential times in a. In a Growing adults' life mm-hmm. or adolescents' life, whatever you want to say.
0: At least, at least, let's say eighth grade through your senior year of high Especially school. Especially
1: because at this, where we are at as a as a society, at eighteen years old, you're expected to know all of this. Plus, you know what you want to do for the rest of your life.
0: That that is one of the trends that I think needs to one hundred percent be either restructured or totally removed um the amount of pressure that's put on uh you know that time frame 8th grade through high school age kids where you have to go to college you have to know what you you know when when you become a high school student you're given an ultimatum basically day one yeah uh structure your classes to get this kind of career which you should know that's the career that you want today this is what you have to do. This is the roadmap to, give, to get there. And here is this ultimatum. You either do it or you cannot be successful in life. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you can't get any, any closer than, than not only mediocrity, but ridiculousness. Uh, you know, when I was a freshman in high school, let's, let's go back in time. When I was an elementary school student, I wanted to be a fucking marine biologist. I wanted to live my life on the fucking ocean. I never wanted to leave it. That's all I wanted to do. That changes, you know. We don't have any oceans here, and <laughs> uh, we've got we've got oceans of corn.
1: I was the same way, and I, I'm terrified of the ocean. Really? By the time I was like fourteen or fifteen, I was like, dude, I ain't going in that big ass pool. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you can there's some you can sh- fuck off deep in There's end. some shit in there that would eat me. In a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So You'd be a snack.
0: Not only do you look like a snack, but you'd be a snack. But
1: That makes me feel good about myself. Thank you.
0: I already complimented your beard. Now I'm complimenting the rest of you. This motherfucker worked out at the gym yesterday. Yeah,
1: my legs hurt real bad. His legs
0: hurt real bad. Not from the gym, from what him and I did earlier.
1: My butt hurts real bad from earlier. (laughs) My, My
0: glutes. My glutes. That's my fanny.
1: My fanny.
0: But... So I, I still have a, a, a very devout love for the ocean. I, w- I would literally just lay on the beach and like a fucking uh, like a starfish, <laughs> if I could, and and just take in nutrients through osmosis. But I can't. Um, but everyone's everyone's goals, everyone's morals, everyone I mean we all change, especially in that in that finite amount of time. Well, not
1: even just Based off of your decisions, you know, things happen to, mm-hmm. that you have to change. Me, for example, my freshman year, I was asked, what do you want to do? So, which, which uh, degree are you going for? Are you going for, you know, this uh, extra one with uh, Honor- you know, the pre-college courses, honors degree? Core or are you 40 going for with distinction. And I'm like, I'm just going for core 40 because I'm going to the Marine Corps. That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then senior year happens. I'm diagnosed with epilepsy. I'm no longer eligible for the military. Right. And it's like, oh, shit. What do I do now? Uh What? <laughs> and they're like, well, you better go to college and figure out what you want to do. And it's like, wait, in like three months? Yeah. What the fuck?
0: Get on the train, boy. It's leaving.
1: Yeah, that's. So, I mean, not even based off of my decision, you know, my life had to change. And I'm sure several other people's have in the education system.
0: My plan was the military. Yeah. That, that like, I mean that I had prepared my entire life to join the military.
1: Like my dad was a marine, you know, my uncle was a marine. Unfortunately, my grandfather had health problems, but he couldn't and he couldn't join the military. But you know, several members of my family mm-hmm. were all in the Marine Corps. So I was like, I'm going to join the Marine Corps, and then you know, I'm going to make a career out of it. If I do well enough, I'm going for SEAL. I'm going Navy SEAL, even though I'm terrified of the ocean. At least there will be some I'm other guys. Water up at least there will be some other guys around me that the shark can eat (laughs) but uh you know those kind of things happen but yet the the kids that are being brought up in that system aren't taught the basic life skills that if their plans do change Mm -hmm. or god forbid their plans just don't work out for them
0: well we as a species are already predisposed to to um view change very negatively yeah we're not big fans of change yeah. we, we like our P's and Q's exactly the way that the P's and Q's were the day before I dotted my eye and crossed my T
1: yeah. right there why is it over there now? right right
0: <laughs> um, we like things the way that they are and we like them to stay the way that they are and you know that's very relevant to our political climate right now and I don't I don't necessarily want to debate that or, or get into that today but um, it's just it's sad it really is especially you know i'm a parent now and i see i look i reflect on just just high school and i i've had people that you know like my parents age people say well you didn't enjoy high school there's a lot of high school that i enjoyed what i didn't enjoy was going 4 years having crippling anxiety and not realizing it and not having anyone else be educated enough to pick up on it and, yep. and get me some help. I didn't enjoy incompetent educators that were literally there just to get, to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I did not enjoy some of those incompetent educators going out of their way to make sure that I failed. Because I, because I was inconveniencing them because they had to work a little bit harder for me to learn. Mm-hmm. And... I th- I think about um, our children are going to have to go through that. Yep, and that that is unacceptable to me.
1: Especially if you go through a public school system,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas your other option is then go through a private school system, and or homeschooling, or which homeschooling. which is
0: getting a lot more popular here recently, but not for the reasons that it should. But also, it's
1: it's difficult for homeschool.
0: Because you don't get the social interaction.
1: You don't get the social interaction, but also, let's say you come from a two-income household. All of a sudden, more than likely, you're losing one income mm-hmm. completely. Absolutely. And not a lot of families can survive or be sustained on a one-income basis. Mm-hmm. I know you know, my upbringing, had I been homeschooled, money would have been pretty
0: tight in yeah. general. well – my upbringing money was tight in a in a uh, uh, a pretty pretty you know above middle class income and it was still pretty tight yeah so um and i'm I'm in the same boat my dad worked factories shits shit for shit is expensive years. it is exactly.
1: not it is not fucking cheap to live cost of living is always just increasing it never goes down mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but homeschooling is becoming more prevalent and popular. Um like I said, private schooling is the other option, but then you're paying. You're paying college level, college, tuition, yeah, college for, level tuition for
0: you know, 14-year-old kids. Yeah. Which which is also ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
1: To me, school is one of and I've said this before, is one of the biggest scams mm-hmm. in the country, especially college. Like, yeah. Like, post-secondary schools are always the biggest because, you know, I went to Purdue. um, It's a Big Ten school here in West Lafayette. And my parents paid, helped pay for it with my my loans on top of it. And I didn't attend class literally three-fourths of my time. And I was still granted passing grades. I can't tell you a thing I learned at that college at all. Totally, totally believable. I'm giving a piece of paper that says I'm qualified to do some jobs. Mm-hmm. But yet, I guarantee you, if I went into a classroom right, right now, I wouldn't know how to operate it. I wouldn't know how to handle certain situations of dealing with students.
0: But I think there is an upside to that. You would you would not necessarily follow the status quo. And I'm really glad that you brought this up because Clint says, I don't even have books. Everything is module-based online. Also, Ivy Tech spends hundreds of thousands on trainers that literally teach you nothing that you would do in the field related to anything you would be doing. Mm-hmm. It irritates me, so I go out of my way to bring in real-world, tangible objects to touch and troubleshoot. Yeah. He does a lot of um, like preparation for industrial manufacturing... Uh, you know CNC. He do, he does a lot of basically the shop class stuff that we that's totally removed from high school curriculums now. That's yeah. what he's teaching to adults. Yeah. So it's just. I mean, you've got it right here in the chat. We've got an educator saying, "Yeah, this is this is just as fucked up as you're describing it." Mm-hmm. So it's and it's just sad. And 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 I feel it's at, not
1: even just sad. It's scary
0: because mm-hmm.
1: I'm not even a parent yet. But I know I don't want that for my future children. Right. And you are a parent and you are going to have to. I'm not sure how old your kids are. She's almost three. So here in the next couple of years, your child will probably be entering the public Mm -hmm. school system. Yeah,
0: we're not going to send her a private school.
1: So it's just like you're going to start to experience that world of, you know, either lackadaisical educators, educators that are literally going out of their way to just like piss off students
0: and collect a paycheck. Yeah. It's. And they get away with it. Mm -hmm. And then you have people like myself and you, people like us that have an issue with modern education. And, you know, I, I, I've been pretty bold in my statement of, I think teachers get paid too much. Um, and, and if you go in the backlog, uh, like my first I don't I don't remember if it was my first episode or the second time that I was on, I was on the show but I go pretty in detail why I feel that way and then you know uh, about 10 episodes ago you and I talked about the whole sabbatical thing mm-hmm. about how I think that is total bullshit yeah yeah just go ahead and take a year long paid vacation hmm wonder why I don't get that you know um or or you know wonder why more industries don't get that mm-hmm. think about what In all of the career fields that you've worked, think about what it would do for you as far as your mental health, your physical health, your home life. If you could just say, all right, I scheduled my sabbatical. Uh, January 1, I start, and I'll be back January 1 of the next year to continue working, and you get paid the whole time. Think about how beneficial that would be to you. Obviously, it's a lot of dead money. And it's not feasible for every industry to do it. You know, we don't live in communist utopia. But we don't have enough time at home.
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I personally think the full-time work schedule should be 32 hours a week. Mm
0: -hmm. You're thinking more of the European model?
1: Yeah, uh, particularly France, Mm -hmm. I think is the one. Yeah, they just went to the 32-hour work week not long ago. Because, you know, I... I listen to my, again, my dad has been a factory worker my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's putting in six days a week, 10 hour days. So right. he's working 60 hours, almost 60 hours a week, where my mom is a receptionist at a doctor's office who still puts in 50 plus hours a week. It's like, why do these people need to be there so long? Right. Like, because like my dad, he's in the car manufacturing business, he's, place you used to work at, mm-hmm. um, you're going to tell me that you guys are selling all these cars? I'm sorry. I worked upstairs at that place for a brief time. They make up less than 4% of the active car market. Right. There's no way that all these cars get sold.
0: Yeah. They like to advertise that every car that is being manufactured, so one every minute yes. we'll say, is sold the minute it rolls off the line. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, I, I'm obviously not a higher up member of that organization. I'm not a, I'm not even an employee of that organization anymore, but I'm not an accountant. So I can't say financially, you know, I'm not a bean counter, so I can't say what, what is bought and paid for and what's not, but I can say that Monday through Friday, I drive right by Bob Rorman Subaru yep. and I see a lot of cars sitting on that lot and, and, and don't get us wrong, folks. We're not we're not sitting here attacking Subaru. We're just saying, as far as our modern workforce goes, there is no reason that we don't need... I worked... Set, so this is my ninth day in a row working because I worked all day Saturday and all day Sunday. That's unnecessary. Yeah. That is basically 48 hours that I missed out spending with my kid and my wife or, or, you know, Hey man, let's go see a movie at noon. Sorry. I'm at work. Can't. It's unnecessary.
1: And that's why people, I feel like we've been seeing like a rise in mental health issues in the past five years. If even that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're becoming more and more prevalent and more and more talked about. And you know, you hear some of the older people like, Oh, well your generation is just lazy. And it's like, I don't know if that's really the case.
0: It's not. It's absolutely not.
1: I just find it unnecessary for us to be at a job for over 40 hours. I can see 40-hour work week. (coughs) Like, I could could see that. Whereas, do I still want that? No. But when you're at a place more than you are. They described it at Subaru when I worked there as you will literally see these people more than you see your family. Absolutely. Why is that a thing? Yep. That should not be how you try to convince people to work at at a place of employment. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to see these people more than I see the people I actually give a shit about.
0: Right. And people, you know, there's a lot of anti-union sentiment in this country right now. Union membership is the lowest that it's been since basically the beginning of unions. Um, unions fought for the eight-hour workday. You wouldn't have an eight-hour workday if it wasn't for, you know, particularly uh, mining unions, uh, the the textile industry unions, predominantly women uh, making up those unions in that industry at the time. Um we wouldn't have any of that shit. So, let's let's kind of flip the script a little bit and say, you know, if we didn't have any of that, I'm a member of a union, I buy into it to most of it. Um we'd be complaining about a 70 or 80 hour work week right now. Exactly. Instead of a 40 hour work week. Now that doesn't make the 40 hour work week correct. And I'm not saying it's totally wrong, but there's no reason that you should start working at 4 a.m. in the morning and then be back at work at 4 a.m. the next day. Yeah. It's, it's unnecessary. You don't need... I mean, so you know those, like, motivational images with, with a dumb caption? Like, have an image, insert any caption right there. You've got a motivational picture. You know, that, it's at, that specific font at, at a certain font size... It's bullshit. But there's one that circulates around a lot that's any image, but the caption is, you're not born to just pay bills and die. And there is nothing truer than that right now. Mm -hmm. Like, Blaine brings up, and well, Nate or Blaine, whoever typed this up, says, what about 20-hour, better-paid work weeks, considering in 10 years a majority of jobs will be filled by robots? And I don't know that that's entirely true, because there's a lot of industries that can't be totally automated. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't want food manufacturing plants to be totally automated because Well even you if got, you, you
1: have these jobs where they're like robotic, you have to have workers absolutely. to control these robots. I Nothing don't I can think be people,
0: tr- truly 100% automated.
1: I think people overestimate the ability of uh, uh robotics or and, mechanical like, work manufacturing Like, we both have been at Subaru. Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked on the final line in particular, and they have robotics on that line. They need to be operated because those things mess up. Yeah. Almost 50% of the time.
0: Yeah, they have to be maintained. Um, Now, that requires
1: special training, and that opens up new jobs and new opportunities for people. Right.
0: Um,
1: As far as the 20-hour work week I honestly don't know if that would even be feasible. I mean, you could say it for like better pay, for, but then I think you go to kind of like those people at McDonald's that are begging for $15 an hour. Here,
0: here's the thing, though. Say, say you take my job. Uh, I work a 40-plus hour work week. Um, I'm an electrician. The amount of things that I am expected to do on a day-to-day basis is quite a, quite a bit. I have a, I have a pretty heavy workload. Day to day, and it's not always the same. But if I only had twenty hours a week to get my workload done right now, wouldn't get done. Your high-rise apartment buildings wouldn't get built. Your roads wouldn't get repaired. Um, you know, it's just it's it's not enough. There there's a happy medium somewhere, and and not only have we not approached it. Um because especially in the country right now, people say well we don 't need to copy everything europe does and i would I would agree with that on yeah, a lot I'd of agree. things I'd agree they 're not they 're not utopia any more than we are you know they 've got some things right we 've got some things right um everybody 's kind of got their niche of stuff that they figured out, and everyone just wants to point and say well we 're not going to do it that way mm-hmm. um we don 't want to be we don't want to be the second ones to the party is the way that I, you know, we don't want to be the last guy to the party, but we also basically just don't want to go to the party too. Well, well, if I got to be the last one there, I just won't go, but I really want to go, but I don't want to go. But you, I mean, there's certain things that you just cannot get done in 20 hours. Yeah. If, if, so let's say like emergency responders, so if you, if if you have if you take all of the ambulance services and all the hospitals in America and you break it up where every person that works for, in that business has a 20-hour work week you would have to split it up where there is 24-hour a day coverage just like there is right now but you would have a lot more people involved probably double the people you if would, not more Yeah I mean that that's obviously just us pulling numbers out but you you would i mean you would i don't i don't know that it would be feasible just because of the that's uh, just because of the logistics involved and we got in the chat or what about universal basic income i don't like that no me either i don't lo- i don't want i want as few people in existence to tell me what i can and cannot have as possible
1: i think if you go to like a universal basic income It leads to an idea that skill sets are all the same when they're not. Right. Um, Now, I do think that there should be a standard of living that everyone should have. Absolutely. And this kind of goes back to the people at McDonald's working there. And, you know, let's say they don't have the same opportunities as someone to be able to get like a college degree or something. And they're stuck working at McDonald's. Okay. Okay. And But their wage doesn't allow them to live. Do I agree that the minimum wage is too little in the country? To me, I say yes. Because if you look at the cost of living, the minimum wage compared to the 1970s is like – I want to say it was like 9% lower uh, today than what it was back then. Okay. So I just feel like that correlation is wrong. It needs to – Minimum wage needs to increase with the cost of living. Absolutely. And that's where I think that needs to be fixed. But as far as a universal basic income, that to me just screams, we are not caring about what your skill set is. You are just going to get this amount of money because we said so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because I'll be honest, I don't want to make the same amount of money as a heart surgeon. A heart surgeon should be paid more than me.
0: Well, it's funny, too, because I say, you know, I always say the joke, you know, if you and I are both in medical school, I graduate top of the class. You graduate bottom of the class. At the end of the day, what are we both?
1: Hey, you're both doctors. We're dude. both doctors. <laughs> so
0: do you want, when you go to the hospital, are you seeking care from the best physician that you can possibly find, or are you seeking care from the the, you know, jim the janitor mm-hmm. they make the same amount of money yeah you know i i i just i don't know obviously that's a really bad example and 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 we could really break it down and get more in depth with it um i just i don't know it's it's a tough subject because yeah. because matt and i aren't you know we're the most
1: liberal people either we're both pretty old fashioned in belief systems cuz I, I know for a fact I am at least I'm pretty conservative in, well, my, and, in my ways and,
0: and I I kind of look at myself as the the swirling vortex of well on this issue I'm very conservative on this on the next issue I'm very liberal. Do I think that we should work ourselves to death for corporations? No, you know that that's a liberal ideal that you should work as little as possible. Mm. Do I think that people should not have to work at all? Would I love to not go to work? Absolutely. People should work for something. Yeah. Whether it's uh, being self-sufficient and working to feed and take care of your own family. Um, I mean, being alive right now is just tough. Because the moment that you're born, you have so many expectations from literally everyone, from 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 a society level and culture level all the way down to where you're at as an infant your yep. your whole life is already planned out for you mm-hmm. you know expectations whether, yes whether you're man woman robot fucking purebred dog it doesn't matter the moment you exist your whole life is planned out for you you know we're at let's say 13th or 14th century, <laughs> century w- woman levels, just across the board, because of the amount of expectations that we have. Well, Mm -hmm. when you turn 12, I'm going to marry off to this dude over here, because he's going to give me 10 goats. I fucking love goats.
1: (laughs) Give me good cheese and milk. I
0: fucking love goats,
1: man. (laughs) These ones, if you jump at them, they fall over. They (laughs) fall over,
0: and then I can do whatever I want to them. But, I mean, and and I make jokes about it, but it's just fucking... Our political and social and economical climate right now across the world is just pathetic. I saw an article today that there's hundreds of Christians that were just killed in Africa just for being Christian. Um, You know, we don't worry about gun control in Africa, but we worry about it here. We condemn the people that have guns here, but we don't condemn the
1: Africans. I notice a lot to the... Uh, Shooting that happened in New Zealand. New Zealand at the mosque. I've been hearing a lot about that on the news about Trump's response to that (laughs) and like everything. And it's again going to like you. You just mentioned gun control in Africa. It's the top story for that day. I think was Kylie Jenner
0: Mm -hmm. doing something. Well, the 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 Jenners are denouncing firearms. They're they're wanting to push for extreme gun control now, which which is fine. You know, as an avid as a avid gun owner and supporter of every person on this planet should have a right to choose what they do and what they don't do on a daily basis and what they own and what they don't own and obviously i'm not talking about nukes and fucking tanks folks mm-hmm. cuz somebody someone someone's going to listen to the show and be like well this fucking guy thinks we should have nukes mm-hmm. no no yeah. one should have nukes you know who should have nukes every single country on this earth should should supply all of their energy nuclear. I agree with that. They have now figured out how to design and implement and control fuel rods, so nuclear material, radioactive material, that doesn't degenerate, that doesn't get hot, doesn't fucking melt down.
1: We don't have another three-mile island? Yes,
0: or Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. You know... We have the fucking technology, but we're still buying fucking coal. Let, let's keep rolling that coal. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Wind energy, totally useless. Yeah. Solar energy, not feasible because it's expensive. Uh, Elon Musk is designing all this cool shit. Cool. Elon's doing some good stuff for humanity. The man can't do it all by himself, and it's not feasible to buy 90% of the shit that he makes. Yeah. Sorry. We figured out nuclear a long time ago, and we've made it better. Fucking use it. Don't be afraid of it.
1: That goes back to the economic issue, though, of big corporations.
0: Absolutely. There's no incentive to change, because if you change, you stop making money.
1: Exactly. And then that goes back to what we mentioned earlier. We as a human species don't
0: like change. We don't fucking like it. (laughs) We want it. We cry for it. But when it's right there on the edge of man, we could really do something here. We're like, you know what? Let's go ahead and pump the brakes on this. I we don't... just
1: came full circle, accidentally. Yeah, we did.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Um, we had some lighter-hearted
0: topics. So I got home. Talk I got home from work today. I stopped by Podcast HQ, picked up a couple things um, to get prepared for this stream here. Um. Um uh, and I just happened to check on my fish tank. I don't know how to flip this camera around and and view my fish tank otherwise I would show the live stream my my fish tank that's kind of pathetic right now. But I got a fish. It's supposed to be the center centerpiece fish in my tank. He's he's a little baby fish. He's he was going to grow big and strong and beautiful. And uh last night when I went to bed he was fine. This morning, when I got up and checked on him, he was fine. I got some some snails in my tank. They're cleaning. They're zooming around. There's a sna- snail moving real fast close to the glass right now that I wish I could show. And uh, my he big, is trucking. He's looking across th- that. They, one. they move real quick, dude. They're they're the snails in this tank are probably one of my favorite things to watch. Like those catfish that are zooming around all over the tank right now. They're mm. really fun to watch. But those fucking snails do some cool shit. They, they try and climb plants that they can't climb and then they fall and then they roll around and it's 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 comical. But my my big my big meaty beefy boy. I got a big black either mystery or narite snail, I don't know which one it is, but he's cool. I get home from work and the fucker's got my fish in his mouth. He's fucking chomping him. He's dead. I mean, he's eating he's eating my fish. So I'm a little bit perturbed. The good old rainbow shark. Buddy. My rainbow shark not
1: my rainbow. No, my shark. rainbow
0: shark. <laughs> God damn it. But, you know, obviously he was he was struggling somehow, otherwise the snail wouldn't have got him. So it's a fucking circle of life. Lion King taught us about it a long time ago. Yep. Fucking heritage. Heritage and uh good old Lion King will be coming out
1: God. this July. <laughs> This comes out on my wife's birthday, so she's like, you're going to take me to go see that." I'm like, okay.
0: Do we want to talk about live-action Disney real quick? Because I kind of want to.
1: I want to talk about a live-action movie that's coming out soon, but it's not a Disney one. Okay, hit me. Have you seen the reviews for Shazam?
0: No, I have Well, I've seen one review for Shazam. Apparently, it is one of the
1: best, not just DC movies. Superhero movies ever. I can believe that. Um, the, the reviews I've seen, they're like, yeah, it's better than any Marvel movies come out. Which is, to me, I'm, I'm a bit amazed by that because critics seem to love Marvel movies.
0: Well, critics are incentivized to love Marvel movies, Well, I Disney think.
1: owns all of entertainment now, pretty much. Right. So.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the, literally... the, the Fox deal did get 100% confirmed today.
1: So, I mean... Blaine here posted a meme earlier. says he's just Amazon and what other one away from uh, the Infinity Gauntlet of entertainment. One
0: not Amazon and Google?
1: Yeah, Amazon and Google. I mean, you might be able to add Pornhub to that, too.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: Maybe Perhaps. Pornhub's
0: going to be the one to challenge him. <laughs> Pornhub <laughs> buys the rights to Mickey Mouse. Pornhub v. Disney. Oh, shit. But,
1: uh, yeah, no, the reviews for Shazam, you know, great. They say it is uh, heartfelt terrifying at times
0: which i like you that know,
1: they've got uh they got the guy from the conjuring to direct it so oh that's right that's
0: right that's right
1: when uh he was announced to be the director they're like wait isn't that the horror film guy
0: Wasn't his name like isn't his name like fucking john it's not john woo but it's something like that it's something like because he did didn't he do one of the fast and the furious movies too
1: I don't think so. He might. I don't remember. I just know they were like, yeah, this is the guy that did like, I think it was The Conjuring 2 and uh, Annabelle uh, Origin or something, whatever it was called. But uh, again, they released a new trailer. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks fantastic.
0: I haven't watched the new trailer yet. I just saw kind of a still image of of Shazam. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, post Shazam... Or pre-Shazam and post-Shazam. Like, it's him as a kid on top and him as Shazam on the bottom. Which was really... The, the the art was really, really cool. Yeah, I've been excited from it. Or, I've been excited for it from the get-go. From the moment that we got that new trailer. I got even more hyped for it when I saw all the people condemning... And trying to ruin Captain Marvel before it even hit theaters. And you had... The that's the one p- I
1: haven't seen yet I haven't seen Captain Marvel it's, it's good
0: uh, uh, there's a lot of people that I know that, that didn't like it I think that they're just they're so caught up on movies like Black Panther that now they're not going to like movies like Captain Marvel mm-hmm. Um,
1: I'd like to see it but then part of me is also just like I kind of just want to save my money and wait till Shazam comes out to watch that one
0: or should you just go see both of them I could but I'm also kind of broke right no, now no I get it dude <laughs> I get it I totally get it um I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, I never thought that I, I wasn't one of those people that was like, "Yeah, Shazam and Captain Marvel are going to compete in the box office." You and I have said it for a long time, pretty much as, as long as we've known each other, that eventually DC is going to get it right. Mm-hmm. And when they get it right, it's going to be it's going to be next level.
1: With these with these solo movies starting with Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. it really seems like they've kind of found their footing. I loved Aquaman. I still haven't seen it. Like, to me, Aquaman bought 150% into their cheesy moments, which made which, it so which much better. Which works for some people. Yeah, which made it so much better. And, I mean, I know our uh, our good old friend Nate here didn't like it too much. He
0: didn't care for it. but We still like him, though.
1: Uh, to me, Aquaman is right up there with Wonder Woman.
0: As I can, as, All the reviews that I read, other than Nate's, said... Pretty much verbatim that—that mm-hmm. that it's every bit as good, if not better, than Wonder Woman. Yeah,
1: like the final fight scene is so much better than Wonder Woman's final fight scene. That was the only issue with Wonder Woman that I had was the final fight. The with Ares Ares fight, fight was a little
0: bit lackluster. Yeah,
1: but you're fighting the God of War it when it be comes a little bit with, more impressive. Yeah, when it comes to Aquaman, that final fight is f- just even the whole final sequence in general from that to. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So great, but as Shazam, I I started off on the dude. I don't know. I I wasn't a big fan of you know Billy and Batson. And, yeah, any of it. Like the the best part Shazam ever had to me was an injustice mm-hmm. one where he gets murdered by Superman. Right, and then
0: I always liked I always liked Shazam as a kid because he was one of the few people that could challenge Superman. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that was really cool because I didn't like Superman. I still don't. I love Superman, fuck off.
1: so. And I don't know, maybe like that was part of my issue, but I, I just remember as a kid that episode of Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. and how he was like, look, Luthor's a good guy, and he's constantly, and I was like, dude, fuck this naive little kid. Yeah. And so pretty much ever since then, I've not liked Shazam. But I've become more and more hyped for this movie as it's getting closer. And I feel like their trailers are finally oh, they're great. doing the right thing. Whereas like in Batman V Superman, I have complained so much about them. They showed every they showed their whole hand.
0: Well, I mean that's that's modern cinema in a nutshell, right but now. But I feel anyway like
1: Shazam isn't doing that. No, they're not. Shazam hasn't really they've showed the villain twice mm-hmm. in the trailers and it's just a quick introduction fight scene where Shazam gets his ass beat. Right. Like, obviously we know what's going to happen in the end.
0: Right. At least we think we know.
1: Yeah. But they they haven't shown the, the big, like in Batman v Superman,
0: why are we showing Doomsday? Right.
1: Dragon Ball Super Broly. Why are we showing Gogeta? Yeah. Like, these things should be left for the people that go see the film, like pay their money, and then – they get that surprise.
0: Here's the problem, though. For a lot of people, you know us as as America specifically. Merka. 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 We want everything yesterday.
1: Instant gratification. We want
0: instant gratification. So, as a Dragon Ball fan, whether you like Super or not, you get a little bit of gratification because you're seeing Goku and Vegeta in the crew again. and then, <clears throat> And then it's like, okay... Now we get Broly, a little bit more gratification. What else we gonna get? Vegeta. I, Red. I, be- I better get Vegeta or Gogeta. I better get one of them. Oh, there's Gogeta. All right, I'm yeah. satisfied. I'll go see it now. Yeah. If they wouldn't have showed it, people would have not went and saw. What? Well, Dragon Ball Super or Super Broly is not really a good example because we were gonna go see that no matter what. Yeah. But something like, imagine. Imagine them doing, like, a Superman movie, and the whole trailer, you never see Superman. He's not in it. There's a lot of people that be like, "Well, where the fuck is Superman at? Is this even about Superman?
1: Well, I mean, I remember when I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. They dropped the teaser for Man of Steel. Right. And the teaser was, all it was, was the little kid... And it had the, him doing the pose with the red cape flapping. Right. And people got so excited when they just saw that little scene, and then you just heard a and a cloud like
0: him couldn't even fucking see breaking him the sound really. barrier.
1: Like it was just like a line going through clouds, and people were so excited. And then they fucked up the whole movie. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It bad. wasn't
0: bad. We don't need. We're going to. We're, we're going go to have the conversation again. <laughs> we won't
1: go into that. But anyway. um, I'm just I'm getting more and more hype for Shazam and I'm pretty the more hyped I'm getting for it the happier I keep getting because I am such a big DC fan.
0: Well, and and to go along with Shazam, I'm also equally as ex, as excited. Um you know, we're in we're getting we're getting into blockbuster season. So it's now mm-hmm. springtime. Captain Marvel kind of kicked everything off. Yeah. We've, we've got Shazam coming up. We've got Avengers uh, Endgame coming up which which
1: I still need to get caught up in all those Avengers movies. Just just watch I just watch so Infinity excited. War, man. Just, I've seen just, it. Okay. I saw Infinity War, thought it was by far the best Avengers universe movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's the most ambitious movie ever made. Let's be honest. Yeah. Just just from the well, cast. You're, bring,
1: you're bringing in a decade's worth mm-hmm. of work. And if you don't knock it out of the park.
0: Oh, you're done. You're done, though. Like,
1: that movie had to be a home run, otherwise it was going to be a failure. Oh, yeah. And it was more than a home run. That was well, a grand slam, well, brother. <laughs> let's
0: look Let's look at it, brother. Let's look at it from <laughs> Endgame's perspective. Mm-hmm. Endgame has to top Infinity War. Now, let me ask you this. How do you
1: think Endgame is going to end? I want to get your theory because I really think, I'm like, how do you do this without it kind of being cliche and a disappointment? Okay,
0: let me, let me wrap up the DC real quick, yep. and then I'll Go jump ahead. into that. So, James Gunn was announced as being rehired by Disney. Let's let's do a silent uh, applause for that for sure, because uh, there's a lot of us that called that from from the get go, and, and it's the right decision. And a- as a consumer of entertainment, I feel that for once, my wishes have been answered. Ha- my wishes have been granted. And that's, that's a little bit of a prelude to mm-hmm. something I'm going to bring up in a minute. But um, they, they made the right move. Yeah. On the same hand, Warner Brothers and DC are still paying James Gunn to make Suicide Squad. Which we learned this week is not Suicide Squad 2. It's a total reboot of the franchise. So when we saw the casting of uh, Idris Elba as Deadshot instead of Will Smith due to scheduling conflicts... I don't think it'll be as good because I, I think I think Will Smith's your guy. Like now. I
1: haven't seen the first Suicide Squad. You need to watch it. But from all the people that I've talked to that I have seen it, he carried the movie absolutely. So as much as people love Idris Elba, I don't know how they're gonna get over not having Will Smith. It's it's in gonna it. be
0: weird and and. You know, Margot Robbie's doing the whole Birds of Prey thing, so no one no one really knows if she's confirmed or not for this movie. Um, you know, I saw a meme or or kind of a blog post earlier that was you know Warner Brothers DC makes this power play where they reboot the entire franchise after one movie just so they can get over Jared Leto as the Joker, <laughs> which.
1: Which we're getting a Joker movie, too.
0: Right. So, I mean, there's so much stuff going on, but big win for fans of James Gunn and just good people. The guy deserved a second shot. He apologized for what he did a long time ago. So now we're gonna get Guardians three the way that it needs to be, and we're gonna get fucking Suicide Squad the way that it needs to be. I have faith that he will make that movie good. Oh, he absolutely! Look yeah. what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Who fucking cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians before the James Ga- Gunn? Yeah,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy is one of Marvel's best. It is the best one best. in my opinion. It is one hundred percent. I love the, the Winter part. Soldier.
0: Oh, it's good too, like, man! I, it's so good. I
1: love the Winter Soldier, but to me, Guardians like I was one of those people. I was like, I'm not watching this knockoff of the Watchmen. Right. And then I watched it. And I was like, "This is completely different," and I love every bit of it's it. It's like
0: Watchmen meets Star Wars and Scooby Doo, and it's so <laughs> fucking cool. But so, so DC—they're—they're they're hitting it out of the park with Shazam. From what you said, reviews people have written or said, I'm excited to see it. You're excited to see it. The entire fan base is excited to see it. They're a good group of people. You know, they shut down the people trying to ruin Captain Marvel for us Marvel fans. So I really appreciated that. I think I hand-in-hand hand with Marvel, they figured out how to cast people in the right roles, mm-hmm. maybe not pay them long enough to keep them. Uh, looking at you, Ben Affleck. Uh, Batfleck, my favorite See, was, bat. Was Batman. that uh, the thing, like the money dispute? I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was money dispute, but I think it was just get. It, there was so much that went wrong into that. I don't know all the details. I don't think anyone really knows all. See, the that details. See, that's what my
1: thing was. I was like, by far, he's to me, he's been the best Batman. Absolutely. And he, again, we're not going to get into the whole DC discussion. Nope. But so the movies he was in were so poorly handled. Yep. That. I just don't know how...
0: And this kind of goes to
1: my DC thing. What's DC's track record? Why are we rebooting right now? Why aren't we waiting a couple years? Because that's DC's
0: track record. You don't like like a plot line that you started in five issues of comics ago? Well, we're going to go five more issues, and then we're going to start all over again because we're not happy with it. That's what DC does. Warner Brothers is fitting the bill. They just want to make people happy. They just want to keep getting a paycheck. So, but... I want everyone to go see Shazam. I want to see this movie succeed. There's yeah. no reason that DC can't share the market with Marvel. Mm-mm. And if we shit on it right out of the gate, like we have done with every other DC film, I'm looking at you, Justice League, not as bad as everyone said it was. No, it's not. Let's, let's give it a chance, you know? There's a lot of cool stuff being talked about for the Suicide Squad reboot that I want to see. So, um but back to back to Endgame. I said... So, Blaine and I and the network... I'm just going to call it the network because I had this discussion with pretty much everybody. More than once. Mm-hmm. We pretty much called Infinity War scene for scene. Yeah. You know, from start to finish, we pretty much had it all pegged. There Even was only a couple things that I was wrong For me, on.
1: not seeing all the movies. Mm-hmm. Like... I could kind of break it down where I thought it was going to end up right. going the entire time.
0: So, Marvel and Disney does their infamous, excuse me, bamboozling, where you see Hulk and Earth on the trailers.
1: Which they confirmed they're doing with Endgame. Also, they're mm-hmm. they're fucking with the they're trailers. They're doing some
0: bamboozling. Um, you never see Hulk on Earth. My theories before I obviously realized that was that. Long story short, Black Widow is going to die. After the Hulk got his ass kicked by Thanos, and that's what brought the Hulk back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how they started to actually challenge Thanos. We didn't get that. So everyone, if you're a fan of the series or of the characters, everyone is all, you know, paranoid right now. Is my character going to survive? You know, blah, 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 blah. I think think at least three of them are going to die right out of the gate. I think Black Widow is going to die. Which is going to bring Hulk back because Tony and uh, Natasha are the only two people that give a shit about Banner. Mm -hmm. Maybe Thor, but, you know, Thor's dealing with some shit. He's had the hardest life of everybody. You know, all of his fucking people are dead. Well, half of half of his population are dead. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens there. So, I think Black Widow is a definite no-go. She's done. She's... Scarlett Johansson's getting expensive too at this point. I think I think you really have to break down what these people are getting paid. You look
1: at your main three. Like
0: you've got. I don't even
1: want to call her like one of your main three, but she's one of your originals.
0: She's in the top five for sure. Yeah.
1: she has to be. But like, so Chris Evans, this is his last movie.
0: Okay, so here's what I was going to get at. We know that Chris Evans is done. Mm-hmm. We don't know that he's totally done. He's done making Captain America movies. Yeah, he's not done making cameos. That's yeah. never been confirmed. Mm-hmm. So we're not a hundred percent sure that that Cap's going to die. So my theory is kind of split in half. I think you 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 have to kill one of them. You have to either take Tony out or you have to take Chris Evans out.
1: Yeah, one of those two have to die in this film.
0: Monetarily, one of them has to go. So let's go. Let's go path one. You lose Tony. Tony sacrifices himself for Cap so Cap can survive. Tony has been the most selfish person from movie number one all the way to where we're at right now. Thematically and plot wise, it would make the most sense if Tony dies. But he doesn't just die. He's got to sacrifice himself for the team. Which he's done, you know, he was willing to do in Avengers, you know. I don't
1: know if it's for the team. I wouldn't I would say it has to be for
0: Cap. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's got to be for Cap. With everything that happened in Civil War. Civil War. It's got to be for Cap. Mm-hmm. Or for Banner. I could I could see that too. Or Bucky. Or I could see
1: baby Bucky. Yeah.
0: So so you've got you've got some some good possibilities there from the the Captain America side. He's either got to s- sacrifice himself for Bucky. He's got to do it for Tony. Or he has to challenge. I don't know what that sound is. I don't know if that was my phone or what it was. Are we plugged in? Yeah, we what should we? be.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's like we're make sure in. we're not about to die on the battery.
0: Oh, it was my phone. But um, it, it's it's got to be. It, it Cap's got to sacrifice himself for somebody, and if he's gonna do it, it just did it again. What is that sound?
1: Somebody messaging you? I don't know. I don't. That sounds like the Facebook Messenger. Yeah, they're probably Facebook.
0: Yep, and it's popping up on my on my desktop. Anyway, so if if Cap's got to go, I want to see him challenge Thanos before he goes. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: he held. We kind of got that. Well, in the first one, a little bit. They teased it.
0: That was Thanos, you know, crushing down the fist. Cap stopping it and being like, hmm. And then just fucking hitting him with the, you know, the non-gauntlet fist mm-hmm. and just obliterating him. Mm-hmm. Thanos don't have the gauntlet no more. So, well, he's got
1: the gauntlet. I was about to say we don't technically know where the gauntlet is. Yeah.
0: Right? So, I mean, you got to do something like that. I mm-hmm. think this is what. So this is what I've said for a long time this was prior to Captain Marvel basically being where she's at right now in the mythos. We're starting basically generation two of -hmm. Marvel movies. Now, um, they, they've officially announced today that episode one, I'm going to call it of the, the Marvel cinematic universe is going to be labeled as the infinity series. That's what they're calling it. Disney's calling it anyway. Um, and the fact that
1: this is all continuing is amazing. Oh, me. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, this will be here for the next 20 years, guaranteed.
1: If it's handled correctly, so. Absolutely. If it's handled how
0: it's been handled, I think it
1: will continue. I think
0: you've got to have, moving forward, you've got to have Thor lead the team. See,
1: I don't see how he's not. I now get this. I haven't seen Marvel, Captain Marvel yet, but he is the strongest
0: I, I would yeah. put him on par with Captain Marvel at this point.
1: But again, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I mean, by she's the, supposed to be the strongest, but by the end of Infinity War, it's not a contest.
0: No, he had fucking Stormbreaker, man. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> there's there's no contest of Thor could have killed Thanos.
0: All he had to do was aim for the head. Yeah. So, I, but but I think I think you have I think you have to I think you have to you have to move forward with Thor leading the team. I think you really need to emphasize if if Cap's going to go, you either have to have Bucky or Falcon take over as Captain America because they've both played that role in the past. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Bucky do it. That's where I. Fall. I think I think Falcon could Captain Falcon could also be uh, cool. Falco punching people. Um, God, that was a bad joke. You didn't even giggle. <laughs> I should I should what crawl is, in that fireplace and let you start. I wish
1: we could edit it out. right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could edit me out of this podcast. But uh, I think whatever direction they decide to go with Captain America moving moving forward, if he does perish in this film, I think either way is not a bad move mm-hmm. because there's enough there. There's enough fans of the characters that, that that they could they could put forth some good material. Obviously, they're not going to put forth junk. Yeah. So, I would like to see Bucky do it. Um, especially, I really like Sebastian Stan. So, in The Winter Soldier, one of my favorite characters. I want his fucking arm. I want I want the metal arm. It'd be cool. It'd be real fucking cool, real wouldn't cool. it? Yeah. Um,
1: I, I think, hope it's just not the one I jerk off with. That'd be terrible. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool.
0: Just get you a fucking <laughs> flashlight. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think... Vision is one that a lot of people don't talk about right now. I don't even think he's dead. I don't think he's dead either. Or if he is dead, he's he he, he will be the first one resurrected. See,
1: they emphasize that the stone might not be all of him right there. So, I'm thinking, especially with... I can't ever remember her name, but... Suri? Yes. When she was messing with him, mm-hmm. did she get enough did info she get enough? down to maybe just transplant him into a new body Mm
0: -hmm. or just power the body that he's in right
1: now so i'm thinking he's not dead
0: me too i think though that moving forward with his um i think i think you have to move on from that character because he's supposed to be uber powerful and he was totally useless in that last movie totally useless yeah he he was nothing other than a plot point, which he, really bothered me. He the fuckers got an Infinity Stone in him.
1: Yeah, he got his ass beat by the by the, the, Children go- of by the goons. Yeah, yeah, by the goons. You got, he got his you ass got, beat by the goons. You
0: got fucking squashed by the goon squad. Him and Scarlet Witch
1: did, and Scarlet Witch is also a badass, mm-hmm, though, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. I
0: like, would like to see him and Scarlet Witch kind of ride off into the sunset. Which they hinted at at the last movie, right. too. I, I think plot-wise, it only makes sense that
1: that's what you get. And to me, those are some of the characters that kind of have the least following. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe Although, not Scarlet Witch, but definitely yeah. Vision.
1: Although Scarlet Witch, to me, I'm like, dude, she's cool.
0: She's real fucking like, cool. There's so much you can do plot-wise with her yeah. moving forward that I think she has to say. Vision, not necessarily so. I, but what the, the long-winded point that I'm trying to make is I think you you have to have Thor lead the team. You obviously have to highlight Captain Marvel going forward. Regardless of what happens in this film, the Guardians are still going to be kicking it. They're going to be your money makers at least for quarter one of portion two of the roadmap. I'll say, mm-hmm. you have to focus on your characters like your Ant Man. And I think moving forward, I don't think we ever get a standalone Hulk movie again. I think unless it's it makes something me sad, I
1: love the Incredible Hulk. Well, with-
0: but they ruined it Orphan. with with Thor Ragnarok. I know because they did 90% of the Planet Hulk storyline, which is your big heavy hitter, no yeah. pun intended, for for Hulk That's media. Unless it, unless they you know, unless they change the plot and they do a Planet Hulk movie, um you know, I think they've they've pretty much written him into the dirt right now unless he's a stand, you know, a companion character. Um
1: he deserves at least one more standalone. Though. Yeah.
0: And and I think if you're gonna do it, you need to do a Planet Hulk, and you need to do legit Planet Hulk, and not just, eh, you know, here's a little bit of it. Yeah. Um. I think you, I think you have to bring Valkyrie back from Thor Ragnarok, and make which her.
1: we don't know where she's at because it is confirmed she survived the Thanos tech.
0: Yep. So, her and Korg both. Yeah. I think I think you need to really really push on her and Hulk's kind of love interest and and or or maybe just friendship. Whatever you've got working on or working there, you need to you need to keep it moving forward. Um but you 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 gotta you gotta really highlight your ant man and Bucky and Falcon and your more run of the mill dudes.
1: Mm-hmm. But with this final movie, do you think that works? Or does that overshadow the characters that will be leaving?
0: Well, I think for this movie, it, it's anyone that's going to be leaving Swansong. So if, if they're going to leave, they're going to do it big. And you've got to do it big. Mm-hmm. If Tony dies, they could easily bring him back as you know an AI companion like mm-hmm. Jarvis or... Um, I can't remember the one that he had after her... Or after Jarvis, but you could easily give say, hey, you know, we'll give you a fucking three hundred thousand dollars to record these ten lines for this movie. Sure, I'll do it. You know, yeah. beep
1: beep beep, done. You guys only resurrected my career, right? <laughs> um,
0: and 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 the same thing with Cap. You know, if Cap survives, maybe maybe Cap goes into retirement. You know, maybe he hangs the shield up. And just and just has a normal life. It's totally feasible. That's what I would like to see for Cap. Mm-hmm. I would like, to well, especially see him with inst- the love interest that he has in Winter Soldier now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's now nailing his sweetheart's granddaughter. Yeah. So let's let's give that guy a normal life.
1: Yeah, I would I would really like to see see him get the kind of. I'm tired of being a soldier. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of having to always. I'm tired. Like I just want to. I just want to rest.
0: Like give Thanos, Thanos yeah. wants to rest. Like,
1: just give them that. So that's what I hope they do. But yeah, I'm 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 curious on how they're gonna do Endgame because I feel like what we were saying before all this started was if they don't do Endgame bigger than Infinity War, it's gotta be it's gonna be seen to. as a failure. Mm-hmm. And part of me is going, I don't really know how you end it without it being cliche
0: even if it is cliche i think it's totally acceptable i think excuse me i think it almost has to be cliche unless you're doing total total change of uh source material i think you know because because there's a lot of characters that we don't know how they're going to play out Mm-hmm. what's going to happen when all of the Guardians get resurrected? What's going to happen when Gamora gets resurrected? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with Nebula? You know, there was a leaked uh, movie image two days ago, or yesterday, of Thanos holding Captain Marvel by the throat. Yeah. You know, and he's got a weapon that looks pretty similar to Stormbreaker in his hand. It's not, but it looks pretty close. Um, it almost looks like the hammer that Ronan has in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So... There's so many unknowns. There's so many characters that are gone. What happens with Spider-Man? You know, we didn't talk about him at all.
1: Which also, um, Far From
0: Home is confirmed to be post. Yeah, it's it's supposedly minutes after, or the way that I read was minutes after Endgame.
1: So we'll probably be getting a lot of Iron Man three kind of PTSD shit with that movie. Mm-hmm. You would think, anyway. I mean, how did you not? <laughs> Especially when you are a teenager? Yeah. I got turned to dust.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel so
1: good, Mr. Stark. Yeah. Dude, No. Sh- okay, so I knew that shit was coming, and it still almost made me cry
0: when no, he was doing it. Fucking I, was like,
1: you. I was like, damn, Tom Holland, you are a good fucking actor. <laughs> yeah, you little British son of a you bitch. You little British beauty.
0: <laughs> the, the, Gamora, the Gamora and uh, Peter Quill stuff really got me... The, the Star-Lord stuff in, in Infinity War almost ruined it for me because of the scene when he's smacking the fuck out of Thanos' face. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Let him get the glove off. Mm-hmm. Then you can shoot him. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens between Mantis and Drax going forward. Yeah. Because I think there's a romance developing there. Yeah. I uh, agree with that. You know, obviously we don't know what's going on with Hank Pym and the Wasp. They're, you know, they're dusted also. So there's just, there's so much unknown, but with, with Chris, or not Chris Evans, I'm sorry, Chris Hemsworth being your number three guy as far as big money contracts goes, I think moving forward, you now make him your showrunner, he's now the leader of your team, and especially if you look at Infinity War, there, that is two characters movie. It is Thanos' movie, and it is Thor's movie. Yeah. They are the two most important characters in that film. Yeah. So.
1: Which is a bit, uh, kind of, it's it's pretty crazy that, it, you know, it was a Thor movie because his Ragnarok was so recent.
0: Mm-hmm. But it made, I mean, thematically it made sense. Yeah, no, exactly. I loved the way that Infinity War started. No fucking time elapsed. Like, let's just get into this shit right out of the oh, gate. Oh, you
1: remember that end scene with Thor Ragnarok? Well, this is what happened literally five minutes after. Right. So.
0: <laughs> they got fucked up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Their ship done went bye-bye. They went down
0: so. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I just, you know, with Endgame, I think it's going to be great. Obviously, I'm going to save up for that. Um, Plenty of other movies coming out, you know, blockbuster season, Aladdin. Is coming out
0: that was where i was going to go next i do want to to throw this in there real quick endgame debuts the weekend of lafayette here in lafayette so uh definitely definitely see it obviously you know i don't think there's any of us that aren't going to go see it but stop by lafayette you know we're going to be doing live podcasts and panels and and we're going to be talking about infinity war or you know, Avengers, Endgame.
1: Yeah, we'll probably all be going opening night to see that one. Yeah. yeah. I know for a fact I will be this time. Infinity War, I was up in Minnesota when it came out with no friends up there to see it with, and I wasn't driving I... six hours back to Chicago <laughs> to see it with people I knew. So
0: I don't know that I'm going to see it opening night, but I definitely will see it like the first showing that Saturday if I can't get a ticket opening night. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see. Um I, I only have a couple more things. Yeah, I only have a couple more
1: things, too. I wanted to talk real quick, though, about—so I mentioned uh, Aladdin, but this has yes. nothing to do with Aladdin. Well, Aladdin was one but of the we'll, things I wanted to talk we'll about. We'll talk about that, and then uh, we'll
0: talk about the final thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. Did you see the new Aladdin trailer? I have. I don't know what to think. The newest Aladdin trailer. Not the one where we first saw Will Smith's Genie. Not the teaser one? Not the teaser. The actual okay, trailer. Okay, I haven't seen it, though. Okay, the actual trailer. <laughs> so, let's just put it in perspective. The teaser had me right here. Okay? hmm All hope is lost. This movie's going to be awful. Yeah. The actual trailer had me off the charts. Really? Off the charts. It looks, it looks real fucking good. The genie doesn't look stupid now. And if you guys go back a couple episodes when we talked about how bad Will Smith's genie looked, I said and I don't, I don't remember if it was on this show or if it was on journey or it was, it was on journey into comics that I said I said this, but when they release another trailer or the day that movie drops in theaters, he's not going to look like that. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to, because so many people vilified that movie the moment they saw that tree, that trailer, they instantly lost money. Yeah. They lost dividends the day they fucking debuted that teaser. And and they fixed it. I liked it. I dug it. Like
1: Disney's always done pretty well, in my opinion, with their live-action movies. They started with Maleficent, I think was the first they did. Mm-hmm. And then The Jungle Book might have been the next one.
0: I think The Jungle Book was the next one, and I enjoyed it. But I, I actually liked Andy Serkis' Mowgli more than I liked The Jungle Book. See, I Book. haven't seen that. It's
1: good. But I love The Jungle Book just for Shere Khan. Oh, the, yeah. The way that Shere Khan was, dude, he was intimidating. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked the Jungle Book. Um, I called that they were going to be doing uh, A Lion King because I saw Timon and Pumbaa. Right. The little Easter egg they had in there. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is is good with Emma Watson. Yeah, I
0: haven't seen that one yet.
1: Yeah, my wife and I went and saw that in theaters there in Chicago, and it was it was very good. So, I mean, they have a good track record with their live-action movie. It was just... And it wasn't just the, how the genie looked. I was like, I don't know if Will Smith is the guy you get to play genie, in my opinion.
0: The only, the only person I think I would replace him with at, at, at this moment right now would be Jack Black.
1: See, I've heard that, and I don't know what I feel about that. See, to me,
0: I don't know who you get for the genie role. It's tough. Who are you going to replace Mufasa with? Well, luckily – they have James Earl Jones. <laughs> I know. But if James Earl Jones wasn't available, who would you fucking pick? Morgan yeah. Freeman? Yeah, I don't know. Thank God. <laughs> James, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave us. We need
1: you, you yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, dude. Like that's that's just it. Like some of these iconic roles and even if like, you know, it's not the genie's movie. But he stole the movie. Mm-hmm. It's not Mufasa's movie. Mm-mm. But who is the most talked about character in that movie? Mufasa.
0: It's either Mufasa or Scar, hands down.
1: And while Scar is another incredibly famous actor, Mm -hmm. I can't ever remember his name.
0: I can't remember. Is it Gary Oldman? Yes. It is Gary Oldman. It is Gary
1: Oldman. So, like, you have these, like, great, especially voices, like, Mm -hmm. iconic voices behind them.
0: Well, imagine if James Earl, like, imagine, obviously James Earl Jones hasn't always done Darth Vader. But imagine if we never got James Earl Jones. Well, there was a reason
1: why they changed Darth Vader's voice because they were like, this doesn't match. And then they're like, get that big old black guy over there. Get that dude. (laughs) He fits. And, uh, yeah, but that's just it. I don't know who you get to replace the genie.
0: This is going to be tough. And so, I mean, a lot. So here's the thing that we have to remember our generation is attached to the Lion King and fucking, uh, you know
1: all the Disney Renaissance. Well,
0: yeah, let's movies. just say yeah.
1: Basically from nineteen eighty nine through nineteen ninety nine, you had what was called the Disney Renaissance. Right. So it started with a little mermaid and technically
0: ended with Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Today's today's generation or like like the kids that are in high school right now, this movie isn't being marketed for them. It's being marketed for us. Yeah. But we're also the most critical of it. Yeah. Because we were alive during that Renaissance. Yep. So it's going to be tough. I think you're going to have, I think you're going to have two generations of people that really love it. So the, the grandparents right now, like our grandparents, going to see it with their grandkids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So us. I think they're going to really enjoy it. We're going to be uber critical of it. So let me rephrase that: parents slash grandparents are going to go see it with their children, us they're going to love it. We're going to be uber critical. And then our children slash our younger siblings by maybe a decade are going to really enjoy it. Yeah. So we're much like everything else in our life. We're caught right between the middle where we don't know whether to love it or hate it, Mm -hmm. but we're going to lean one way or the other. And there's not going to be any in between.
1: I saw a tweet about that. Actually. It's like, we're that generation that's we're in the middle between before technology and Right in the middle of it. Yeah, we're right
0: in the middle between analog and digital.
1: It's like, so we have the unique skill sets of being able to do both, but we are not quite sure on which to do at times. Right. So, which is unique, if you think about it, and kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hmm uh, But I'm nervous about it, but Disney always does really well in their live-action movies, in my opinion. And more than likely, after I see it, I'm going to be like, hey, that was a lot better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So, I think it will be uh, overall a good movie. I think Lion King will be fantastic.
0: Where do you go next? After Aladdin
1: and Lion King? Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, do you jump right into The Little Mermaid and, you know, uh, Snow White?
1: Well, they've done so many kind of variants on Snow White with, like, Snow White and the Huntsman and all that stuff. Those are awful. I think you kind of avoid those. If it were me, I'd go Mulan.
0: I think that's actually been confirmed.
1: Like that's where I would go.
0: I think I, I agree. I think you do Mulan and then I think you do Pinocchio.
1: Pinocchio would be great. Mhm.
0: And and this is what you I, could make that shit creepy and too. And this is what I brought up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> if you do if you do Pinocchio and and you continue, you know, let's say this is the second coming of the Disney Renaissance, where now you take all of those Renaissance films and you do them live action. Do you also tap into your Pixar library? Do you do a live-action Toy Story 10 years from now? I don't. I don't think that they should. I hope they don't. I hope that they don't either. I hope Pixar continues to do what Pixar is doing, and the the Pixar stuff stays locked away in the vault, and they don't touch it live-action. From what I understand... Pixar is like the
1: only company that Disney kind of will listen to where they they say no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Pixar says no, they're not fucking like, doing Pixar it.
1: Pixar is like, that's why it took so long to get Incredibles 2.
0: And Toy Story 4.
1: Which, I don't want Toy Story 4. I'm going to be honest right now. I don't want it. Toy Story 3 ended perfectly. That Toy Story 4 seems unnecessary and a cash grab. Yeah. But I guarantee you, Toy Story 4 is going to be great. It's going to be good.
0: I, I, I'm i excited for Toy Story 4 because Bo Peep's coming back. Mm-hmm. And I always fucking wondered what happened with her. Yeah. You know, because she just fucking ghosted Woody. She kind of looks like a
1: badass, too. (laughs) Yeah. Part of the
0: reason why I'm I'm so... Say they do decide... They do convince Pixar to let them do a live-action Toy Story. Number one, it'd be real fucking weird. Mm -hmm. You're probably not going to get Tim Allen and... um, Well, just based
1: off their age, they just... I don't think they can do those parts. Um,
0: yeah, I can't remember his name. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, thank you. Totally. See, that's my brain shut down. But you you <sighs> you're just not going to get the cast that you need to 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 fully appreciate those roles because yeah. the thing with Toy Story, it's not in between. It's right on the edge of everything. Yeah. So all of us, our parents, us and our kids are all fully invested into that franchise. And if you fuck with it, there's going to be a problem. But what I was going to say was, I think that if you try and do something Toy Story live action, it affects your ability to do anything Pinocchio live action. Because Pinocchio and Toy Story are basically the same fucking story.
1: I think the only thing... Only one I could see being a live action movie, other than The Incredibles for Pixar, Mm -hmm. would be like Ratatouille.
0: Ratatouille would actually probably be a pretty cool one.
1: And... To me, that's an underrated Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think it's their best by far, but it's it's not as bad as people I've heard say, oh, that movie's terrible. No, it's actually pretty good. Um, that would be the only Pixar movie I feel would work in a live-action scenario because I feel like cast-wise it wouldn't be hard to find a goofy-looking dude, mm-hmm. really. It's not really an iconic enough voice to play either the mouse or the uh the dude with the mouse. Right. So I feel like you could cast that pretty easily. Um I would agree for sure. So those are the, that's the only one I could see and then obviously the incredible because again it's just another superhero movie mm-hmm. at that point. Except you would add have a superhero family. Syndrome would be pretty cool live action actually. Mhm.
0: Well, I think all the villains for um, Incredibles would be cool live action.
1: So, I mean, that would be probably where I'd go with live
0: action with Pixar. Um, I think they just—I think unless they're going to do the couple that you brought up, I think they just just totally leave it alone. I would like to see a Mulan
1: one. Um, Pinocchio, I think, would be pretty cool. Um, you can't, they do, are doing a sequel to sleeping beauty. The Maleficent one I saw.
0: You can't do, um,
1: what was I going to say? I don't think you can do Tarzan. I
0: think, wow. Well, yeah, you can't, so you can't do Tarzan. You can't do Hercules. Those are both out of the gate mm-hmm. or out of the show. I don't think that you can do a, I think little mermaid would be tough. Yeah. I think that'd be real tough. Um, I don't think that you can do a a Fox and the Hound might be a good one to do.
1: God, did that would make me cry. That is the saddest fucking movie in history. It's so so sad. It's not Um, even like a sad like love story. No, this is a a story about hey, listen, you get older, your friendships die, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. and all your friends. Yeah, literally. Jesus, that movie is sad. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. Um. Maybe a little something more reasonable. Maybe you do something like Coco. You know, you brought up Coco earlier. I love Coco. I think Coco would be cool live action.
1: But does that work with because of the uh the Land of the Dead? All the all the effects they would have to do.
0: I mean, fuck, they're they're doing they're doing like an entire animal kingdom I CGI. I know, but those
1: animals look realistic whereas like Coco's part of its appeal was like these LED colored flowers just randomly flying through the air, and I think they could aesthetically. If,
0: well, it's just Avatar. James Am- James Cameron can do it. In fucking Avatar. Why true. can't Disney
1: do it with Coco? That is true. That would be pretty cool. Or do we go Frozen? Mm. That's not a Pixar property. We're talking about Pixar. But what if they did something like Tangled?
0: Tangled be cool. Wreck It Ralph maybe.
1: Well, actually, that one would be pretty hard.
0: Brandon Stone says not only did the Toy Story. Four trailer drop today I haven't seen that he says Mulan and Little Mermaid are being done Mulan is more than likely out next year
1: well I think Mulan will be a really cool one
0: it's, I think it's one of the most underappreciated Disney movies that it's they've fantastic. ever done
1: yeah it's fantastic But uh, you're fantastic well thank
0: you appreciate uh, uh, oh. it oh my mm-hmm. okay
1: let's, let's go to our last topic that I wanted to talk about and I, I want to bring it up because hold on can I
0: ask you what it is is it Dragon Ball Super being confirmed to continue? No. I didn't think it was. That's what I was going to bring up, but go ahead and roll with it, my man.
1: Um, Yeah, Dragon Ball is being done. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super sucked. I almost, <laughs> I almost made Matt
0: have a seizure. <laughs>
1: Super just was terrible. No, uh, I, wanna, I want you to uh, give me your thoughts on wh- what has been deemed a failure by critics with like, Anthem.
0: Mm. I'm, I'm about to get triggered like i did last week so uh we talked about this uh brandon stone and i talked about this on the game addicts podcast yep uh not not long ago i talked to uh, talked to or talked about it a little bit i think on last week's podcast episode i can't remember i talk a lot i'm i'm really pissed about anthem now,
1: are you pissed at the game? Or are you pissed at, like, the state of the game? Or is it more of, like, developer?
0: All of it. So, okay. so the moment that Destiny was an Or, not Destiny. The moment that Anthem was announced as a looter shooter in the same realm of Destiny and The Division, having played both of those games, I knew what it was going to be. Yeah. It was going to be $6,200 of... Four to eight hour long story, with cool visuals, cool gameplay, and nothing else. Lack of total lack of content, whether it's in the realm of Sea of Thieves or Destiny or what have you, you're paying a lot of money for very very little. Mm-hmm. Hmm, cool, you found a new gun. It's the same gun. It's just got a different skin on it. Whoops, bamboozled you.
1: It's a little bit higher power level. Maybe
0: I, I am. I am thoroughly just ashamed of what bioware has become because and i mean that in the nicest way possible because i played i played the beta of anthem i've watched the game from start to completion i'm just not a fan is the gameplay awesome and really snappy and responsive cool um it wasn't when i played it everyone else that i've watched played it as it has been but you know what else? The, the gameplay was snappy and responsive and the combat was really fun. Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda sold better than this game did. Mm-hmm. It reviewed better than this game did. Um, You know? Bioware shtick is giving me stories that I fucking give a shit about. And a game like Anthem that is totally devoid of story... That you you have to you have to learn everything through codex like so, okay so th- an argument that I've seen made is well in Dragon Age and Mass Effect you have to read the codexes to or the journal to figure shit out that's true and I'll concede to that but we're. Where Mass Effect and Dragon Age differ from Anthem is they also gave you a story without you having to read it. You never had to open that codex.
1: It was all background. It was like, all background. It's like a background lore that they. Yeah, in Dragon you Age didn't. And everything. You yeah.
0: didn't need that. That's all Anthem is. Mm-hmm. So, do I want Anthem to succeed? Yes. I want it to have a a healthy post-launch life cycle. I want it to succeed because if Bioware continues to fail, EA is going to forcefully remove them and then I will never have access to something in the realm of Mass Effect, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Dragon Age. I'll even throw Jade Empire Empire and Baldur's Gate out there. Now, we are never going to get anything like that again if Anthem completely just takes a shit.
1: You bring up Knights of the Old Republic like does that Bioware even still exist? Because those writers aren't there anymore.
0: I think I think you have you have Casey Hudson.
1: I I bring that up because a lot of people you know they a lot of people rejoice when you know Bungie split from Activision mm-hmm. and they were like finally we're gonna get the old Bungie back and it's like that's not necessarily the case because. Mm-hmm. Those people aren't there anymore. Right. You they know, all people left. People move a lot on of to them, their
0: careers. A lot of them went to 343. Yeah, three. they go
1: to 343 three, or they go to a different studio. Or they just say, listen, I'm done. I, I did what I wanted to do. I'm going elsewhere.
0: Now, one caveat that I so. do want to throw out there that I do acknowledge that a lot of people don't is stories evolve and develop. Mm. And they don't always turn out the way that you want them to. People, people don't accept that a lot of times. And not every author or writer puts forth the same caliber of material over and over and over again. Yeah. I get that. A lot of people won't accept that fact. Everything has to be Mass Effect 2 from here on out for Bioware or else I'll never play it. Well, Dragon Age Inquisition was not Mass Effect 2 quality. I still really liked it. It won fucking game of the year. It's
1: also hard to, you know... Kudos to those writers, like, trying to come up with a story. Because it's hard. I'm I'm a pretty good writer, and it's fucking hard. It's hard to come up with a fiction to tell somebody. Totally
0: from scratch. Yeah.
1: Like, I understand that. But I agree with you on the point of... The story is so generic with Anthem that it might as well not even be a thing.
0: Yeah, so here, here's one of the positives from Anthem, and I brought it up on Game Addicts, and I want to highlight it here again. So from the time that EA um, announced that all their games from here on out were going to be made using the Frostbite engine, mm-hmm. Bioware struggled with it. Bioware struggled with it in Dragon Age. Bioware struggled with it in Mass Effect. Bioware finally figured it out in Anthem. They figured out how to make the fucker work. Now, the fucker... The the engine does not work totally in the way that they want it to. But as far as gameplay and playability goes, they made it work. So that gives me hope that if we get a Bioware-caliber story again, if we get the old, the golden age of Bioware, if... Six months from now, EA at, or let's just say three months from now, at, at E3, EA comes out for their little press conference, and they say, hey, we've kept this one under wraps. A little little bamboozling. Mm-hmm. We've actually had a co-tour ready the whole time. It makes me really optimistic, because they finally figured out, at least in some capacity, how to work with the frostbite engine, mm-hmm. when before, they couldn't hardly do it at all. They almost didn't make Dragon Age Inquisition because they could not get the shit to work. Yeah. And obviously Mass Effect Andromeda struggled um, because of that engine and because of timetables and other things. But the gameplay worked. Yeah. That shit was smooth and fun. So am I bitter about Anthem? Absolutely. Am I also happy... That people aren't denouncing Bioware; they're denouncing EA. Absolutely,
1: that seems to be the trend. Is the uh, the publisher? As we we blame we blame the publisher instead of the developer.
0: Well I mean, because you got to remember, the publisher is where your bankroll is at. Mm-hmm. Bioware is not paying. Bioware is not paying their people to make games. EA is paying Bioware to pay their people to make games. Unless they're a
1: triple A studio, right? Yeah. But this is my issue with Anthem. And, you know, the engine is a a good point you bring up. But this thing has been in development for six years.
0: Mm -hmm. If not longer.
1: Yeah. I would put it on the longer side, Mm -hmm. more than likely. Because, you know, everybody talks about, oh, well, Destiny, you know, they had to rewrite the story. It's like, why are we rewriting the story a year before release? Right. Because you've been playing this thing since ODST. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I saw the teaser in it. A lot of people did. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, games like that, these developers, you know, they have them in, you know, development for so long. How is it not finished? And that was my biggest thing. Like, I'm kind of, I'm a guy who came from Destiny. Mm-hmm. I'm, I kind of expect, and, and the Division. I expect the looter shooter genre to kind of be bland when it comes to story. Right. That's just, it doesn't have to be, though. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, but that's, I didn't expect, you know, going into Anthem that I'm going to be blown away by some story. Right. For me, the gameplay itself wasn't worth it.
0: Right, I totally agree. Like,
1: I'm flying around, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's really fun to fly around. You feel like Iron Man. I'm like, that's cool for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I play on PC. You try to play on a mouse and keyboard on that game, it is garbage. Mm-hmm. It is literally designed for a controller. Right. As soon as I plugged in a controller, I had a lot more fun mm-hmm. with the gameplay. But, again, I play every other game with mouse and keyboard. So, why this one shooter do I have to play with controller? Because right. it was designed for a controller. But, gameplay-wise, yeah, like flying around as Iron Man is cool for... Five minutes. Mm -hmm. The map design, everything is the exact same. Absolutely. You are either in a jungle or in a cave. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. There's no diversity as far as like, and I'm going to compare it to World of Warcraft in this sense because World of Warcraft did the looter genre, right? Like, there's so much diversity in the world of Warcraft. Absolutely. Like, you can go from a desert. To a jungle to a swamp to a swamp to a Mayan pyramid, and the newest expansion that released, the Battle for Azeroth, that you know they introduced these new things that you know keep the game looking fresh, whereas like anthem and even destiny when it dropped, you have multiple planets with different design, right We have one planet here, it all looks the exact same, so there's a la- lack of diversity. The enemy's there are just easy.
0: Do you ever to kill. find out exactly what they are? I can't remember.
1: Not from what I've seen. Like I just hear, oh hey, we're there's scars again. It's like, wait, why am I shooting these things? Right. And there's no real explanation for it whereas like, you know, in Destiny, again, you have a you have an enemy race called the Fallen. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, which why- have some
0: really cool story if you yeah. read into why,
1: it. Yeah, why? Are, and you you say it right there if you read into mm-hmm. it. But they do give you an explanation a little bit in right. the game of why these things are coming after you because they fucking invaded.
0: Because <laughs> you took you took their moon.
1: Everything invaded Earth after that essentially. So it's like at least there's some context there. Here it's just oh no this this planet's just really hostile. Why? Well,
0: yeah. Why?
1: Like. Why are these saints here just shooting me? We all want the anthem of creation. Okay, cool. What? What is the anthem of creation? Right. I understand what this big-ass rock on Destiny is. It's supposed to be a god that can terraform a planet.
0: It's a living moon. So... <clears throat> So, our good friend Brandon Stone Mm -hmm. added this in the chat. Andromeda was also developed by a team that had never made any full game of any size. They were strictly in charge of multiplayer for Bioware and EA. Uh, Not to mention a sandbox third-person shooter RPG. And it was rushed over 14 months over its five-year cycle due to them restarting three different times. And it's still a better game than Anthem. And I 100% agree with that. Mm Mm-hmm. And
1: that's just it, though, with, like, you're talking about going back to the golden age of BioWare. I don't know if there is a a going back because I don't know if those people are still there.
0: Well, I think you have Casey Hudson, and I think he remembers the golden age of BioWare because he was in charge for the majority of that. But
1: does he get to do it because of publisher?
0: I see, yeah, and then I don't know. I wish that Microsoft, and Brandon Stone and I have discussed this many a time, I wish that Microsoft would have bought them. When they had the chance, instead of EA. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I I say the same thing about like Bungie. You know, people say, "Oh, you know, we're gonna get the Golden Age of Bungie." I don't think
0: we are. I don't really think that there even was a Golden Age of Bungie. They did one franchise that was pretty okay.
1: See, I really liked the like Halo trilogy: Halo one, two, and three. And I, then I really liked Halo Reach. I really liked
0: Halo one. I really liked Halo two. I thought Halo three was garbage, and I thought Halo Reach was the best game in the series. One through five, no questions asked. I agree. I loved Halo Reach with a passion. You played a fucking no-name character that had a number as your designation, and it was more compelling than Master Chief. So,
1: but I really liked, you know, all these people. I really liked the Halo trilogy. Everybody's talking about, oh, we're going to get the Golden Age of Bungie. It's like, those people aren't there anymore.
0: Well, and you know that uh, as far as, you know, 343 was vilified for continuing the franchise. For, for continuing something that people loved, they were hated. Mm-hmm. And I thought Halo 4 was really, really good. Halo 5 was awful. I enjoyed Halo 4. I played
1: literally two missions of Halo 5 and went, this is trash.
0: It was 100%. I bought it. I think I bought it for 19 bucks, brand new, like two years after it came out. And it was not worth that $19 that yeah. I spent.
1: I, uh, I played it. Like I said, I played two missions. And I went, nope. And I never played it again. Other than when I was up at Chicago playing multiplayer, and then I was like, this isn't the same Halo multiplayer. Mm
0: -mm, It's not.
1: But luckily, 343 has granted our uh, our wishes. Uh, Master Chief Collection will be coming to PC, and I will get to finally play Halo 3 online. (laughs) And that makes me extremely happy.
0: Halo Reach is going to be in there, too.
1: Halo Reach will also be on there, so...
0: Uh, not to keep the Halo train going, but did you know that Halo Infinite is a reboot? Is it a reboot? It's a spiritual successor. It's a reboot. Well, I'll still play it, cause... What if it's Halo 5? Oh, that would be terrible. I mean, they made Halo 5. It was pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> so... Maybe I'll wait till reviews are out. I'm, I'm definitely going to wait for reviews on that That's one. That's what
1: I've been lately doing with everything is I just wait.
0: Well, you have to. I think yeah. you really have
1: to. You have to screen your calls. Well, especially now like with things like Anthem coming out where they're unfinished products. Mm-hmm. And they're asking you to pay for deluxe editions $80, if not more.
0: Yeah. I paid $80 for the Centennial edition of Fallout 76. We haven't even brought that up. And that yeah. one's way worse than Anthem. Exactly. Exactly. And I told Blaine that when he went to go buy that game. I was like, don't buy that shit. And then he bought it. He bought it before I did. And he's like, man, this game is good. And I said, there's no fucking way. Mm -hmm. There's no way. So I bought it. And I was like, yep, I was right. Like, I saw all,
1: every YouTuber I watched was just like, don't buy this. It is literal trash. Like, there are characters and T-poses still. Don't buy it. And... So I tried to warn everybody.
0: (laughs) They fucking bamboozled us. I tried to. I was
1: was like, "What the fuck?" Got my hand wet. It's your dog's nose. (laughs) (laughs) That's my pupper. But uh, he's a good pupper. Other than that, I think that's all we kind of got today.
0: That's all I've got. Uh, We have a Patreon active now. Look at us. Look up. Look us up at Podcasterfy Podcast on Patreon.com. We've got a couple (laughs) tiers that I'm gonna go through here. We've got. A $5 a month tier. or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've got a dollar a month tier. Chipping in. Hey, you like us. You even like us enough to chip in a dollar. And we appreciate you. The emotional support tier. $5 or more per month. You're seriously involved. You want to be there for us. And we see you. Get a sticker and a pin for this. And we give you a shout out. So we will mail you. A sticker and a button, and we will witness you live on the spot. And that does help us emotionally. Yes. We need that, too. Uh, we have the Sticker Club for $10 or more a month. Damn, you get a sticker. Actually, you get stickers for as long as you pledge. Whenever we get a new sticker or new stock of stickers, we will send you one. New pledges get one of every sticker we have in stock when signing up. We also now have a $50 tier. It's quite a jump. <laughs> uh, well, uh, there's a couple other ones that we're kicking around, but, but Blaine and I talked about this one today. For $50 or more a month, we will play a game of Edward 40 Hands live, drunk catastrophe style.
1: I'm down, <laughs> I will
0: slam the fuck out of some king cobras for fifty bucks a month, so no,
1: we, no game we should learn how to play is that game on uh on the show new girl? It's like a drinking game it's called like uh America the Great or something like that I've never it's watched new girl My wife and I watched it, and it's the you can legit play this game, but it's just ridiculous, and the rules are absolutely ridiculous
0: i like I like ridiculous better we things. should
1: try to do the uh, the game off of uh Always
0: sunny. Oh yeah, I'm fucking down for that. <laughs> but anyway, for fifty dollars a month, we'll pay, We'll play really dumb games mm-hmm. and make asses of ours, asses out of ourselves for your fucking entertainment. And I think that's pretty cool.
1: Because clearly, we don't do that already.
0: <laughs> we are we are We're mentally, f- emotionally struggling human beings.
1: We are consummate professionals, though.
0: <laughs> you could help us not struggle financially.
1: Which would help us emotionally and mentally. Yes.
0: It's just, it's a cycle. It's a fucking circle of life. It's going all the way back to the beginning of this podcast. But before we get out of here, I got to do some plugs. We're going to do some plugs together, I hope, because I'm really bad at plugs. I am
1: also bad at. Well, you just
0: jump in whenever I stop. Let me pull up all the
1: stuff so I can see. Mine's not going to be as
0: involved as Blaine's. Okay. You can check us out every Thursday in audio form. On the journey in the comics network and our own feed. Hopefully, you're listening to us on our own feed. If not, you can check us out every Tuesday in between 5:30 and 6 on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and uh, other places. If we can stream there too.
1: We are also now on Spotify. We are
0: now so on Spotify, but audio form we are on iTunes, Podbean uh Spotify we're working on Stitcher Radio and a couple others kind of struggling getting there I don't know why they won't work but um there's lots of shows on our network we all talk about random stuff mhm some more than others we're probably the most random
1: yeah but uh appreciate you guys hanging out with us hope uh hope you guys come back Give us some topics to talk about in the comment section. Feel free to yeah, we we give us a comment and we'll try to react to it as best we can.
0: Yeah, we I mean we don't always have to to just you know go go full. We don't always
1: have to bitch about DC. We don't always we don't
0: always see when Matt and I get into our into our grooves. We just bitch and complain. I feel like. I feel like today was probably the most optimistic and... It was pretty contained. Yeah. I mean, we we didn't yell and we didn't argue with each other. It was very... It was very, um... Constructive. Mm -hmm. We had some good... Some good discussion. We had a nice conversation. We had a nice conversation. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
1: Um, But anyway, if that is all... That is all... Oh shit,
0: you're doing the Blaine thing.
1: Uh... I don't really have any other plugs. Uh we have is there is there something going on this Saturday? Oh
0: yeah, the coolest thing going on this Saturday. We've got Fun for Funds. It's a uh basically fundraiser for the Journey into Comics network so we can continue to put forth fantastic quality content for you, artist owned, listener supported. That's us. You guys make us successful. That's pretty dope. Because otherwise we suck. Yeah. Um, but at the North End Pub here in Lafayette, Indiana, we're going to be doing some live podcasts. Some juicy, juicy bands are going to be playing in the evening. There's going to be Brews with Dudes, Dungeons with Dudes. We're going to do a show. It's going to be all kinds of good stuff there, so... If you guys want to come out and support us, I think it's $10 at the door, and then there's going to be door prizes and all kinds of stuff, I think. So check us out Saturday, starting at 4 p.m., 3 p.m., 3, 3 to 4 p.m. <laughs> just, it's it's Saturday.
1: Yeah, it's Saturday. Show up at 3, just so you can get there early, possibly.
0: <laughs> and they've got really good pizza, so if you show up at 3, you get some badass pizza. Boom. Bam!
1: I think that's. I don't think we have anything else. I literally have nothing else to say. So, if that is all, that is all. So, thanks for coming by, and have yourself a big dick day.
0: Bye, y'all.